the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and under to cash in. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. Roster brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football leagues and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast NFL Week 14 Player Props Edition, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday afternoon, and I'm joined by two stud and sharp player prop bettors. And joining me this Friday afternoon, as he usually does for the Thursday night football games, host of the Fantasy Football Podcast and frequent, freaking contributor for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the website, Rod Via Gomez. Rod, how's it going this Friday afternoon, buddy? Are you Two tackles, man. There? I see Two you, tackles. Uh, a little cold. Yeah. Yeah, I'm freezing, there. man. What's going on? I mean, California's actually got some cold weather right now, so I got a hoodie on. Like, we, we don't run the uh, heater because it's just so damn expensive. So, uh, <laughs> and plus it's California. How often do we really need it? So That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little, a little cold. Look old. Hey man, it's 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 December. I know we'll get into our uh, Thursday night player props in a little bit. I guess a little more heartbreak for you. Uh, I know you're a couple tackles there, sure, but we'll get into it in a second. Also joining us uh, for the NFL Week 14 player props, a man that just joined me this morning uh, for the NBA player props is Will Rivera. Will, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good to be back on, man. Good to twice and twice in a day, man. So it's always good. It's always good. I try to keep as many people as busy as I can on the SGPN network. So always a pleasure talking to you fellas, whether it's about basketball or whether it's about football, but yeah, definitely a lot of fun Uh, program or the outline for the show today, guys, you already know what it is. We'll recap the Thursday night football games. We'll try to peek around and see if there's any injury updates for some of the key guys. I know we were talking offline about a couple guys uh, to see if they're going to be active, active for Sunday or not. And then as usual, We'll go through our player props uh, for the NFL Sunday games uh, week 14. We'll give you three player props each, and we will close it out with the best bet. So, guys, let's get into that Thursday night football game. Um, 
a wild one to say the least. Uh, the Vikings just got out to a commanding lead in that first half. I believe they were up like what 20, 29, nothing. Um, and God, Ben Roethlisberger just looked so bad through about that first half in that first series of the third quarter. Willis, I'm gonna start with you, man. Kind of your takeaways from this game. Uh, Vikings almost almost checked, uh, choked that game away with a 29 point lead. But man, what did you think of the game last night? You got concerns on both sides, man. You got concerns on both sides. This is uh, Pittsburgh doing it, what, twice in a week where they're pretty much um, down and then they're able to come back. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, they were able to get that win over the Ravens last night. Not so much, but they were still a play away, right? Had it not been for uh, um, Claypool's um, celebration there that took uh, an additional <laughs> 15 seconds because, you know, he's – um. I don't know, like a freshman in college again. I don't know what that's about, but, um, you know, pretty much uh, just like instead of giving the ball to the ref and going ahead and doing the the routine, spike the ball to save a save the, save some time on the clock and get probably at least two more shots into the end zone, right? Even though you could have still, a fair move could have came up with that with that catch at the end there, but it was a good play by the, by the DB over there. But then, um, again, then Minnesota. Man, Minnesota, listen, um, I thought that Detroit Lions were going to go into the record books as being the first extended uh, season of the additional game, right, where every team gets to play 17 full games, and uh, they were going to end probably 0-16-1, right, with one tie. Yeah. But uh, but Minnesota, you know, Minnesota saved their season. They're giving them a, giving them a win last week but minnesota they, they can't do anything right like you said i mean th- that game actually should have ended up like they should have been up by like at least 45 plus you know there was a yeah. lot of missed throws by uh by kirk um a lot a lot of missed throws man so uh you know they got to correct some things because that, that could uh that could have turned out to be their, their downfall heading to the playoffs there it's like kirk cousins knew i had justin jefferson longest reception yesterday and I think he like purposely like missed at least by my count what I saw is probably more at least three throws to Justin Jefferson. I think we're gonna got it in that first quarter where he threw that uh, touchdown pass to him, but just off the fingertips. And then there was another play. I think it was either second quarter or third quarter where he was absolutely wide open. He probably could have ran. He threw it probably 20, 30 uh, yards down the field to him. And if Jefferson would have caught it cleanly, I think he would have busted out for another touchdown. But what more can we expect from Kirk Cousins? Um, Rod, our player props yesterday, uh, I think we crushed uh, the Najee Harris one. I had the over on that as my best bet. And then you, sir, had the KJ Osborne over receiving yards, 42 and a half, I believe. And he got that on one pass. We didn't even need the other two receptions. But, uh, yeah, great calls by us, man. But takeaways from the game? Uh, man, just the third quarter was killer. Killer for Kirk Cousins, man. Like, yeah. what did he have? One com- or one passing yard the entire quarter? Yeah. I mean, had he gotten what thirty, maybe a couple connected on a couple of passes? Those those Justin Jefferson passes, mm-hmm. we'd have hit the Kirk Cousins over. And then, of course, my my lone uh, defensive tackles prop uh, did not hit two tackles short of that. He got six on the night. We needed eight from him. So. Very disappointing taking that stab at the defensive uh, prop, but uh, I'll do it again in a heartbeat. I, I wasn't uh, wasn't scared off of that. It just the game shaped up a, a whole lot more different than we thought it was. And Dalvin Cook, man, no one could bring him down at the line of scrimmage. So, oh my God, dude, the amount of hole, the 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 size of like the running lanes that his offensive line were creating last night. I think 
any three of us could have probably at least gotten five to 10 yards <laughs> with the holes that they were creating. Um, and again, I was not surprised at all to see him go for 205 yards last night, 7.6 yards per carry for Dalvin Cook. Najee Harris, I, I, early on in the game, he, that first half especially, I think the entire Steelers offense just looked really, really bad, including Big Ben, including Najee Harris. And you know, they found a little something in that third quarter and into that fourth quarter. They made it a game, but yeah, I mean, Chase Claypool last night, I tweeted this out. The guy's a child. I mean, come on, man. Like, you're down. You're, you're trying, you're driving down the field. You need a touchdown and you also need a two point conversion, but you're out there celebrating a first yard or first down completion. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw his reaction after the ball was spiked, whether he was yelling at the center for coming up to him and trying to grab the ball from him to spike and save some time. And he had the audacity to get upset at the center. So I'm not sure if you guys caught that, but um, anything else, uh, uh, Rod, that you noticed in this game? I mean, look, we were, we really didn't know what Dalvin cook was going to do going into that game. Uh, we didn't know if he was even going to play. I mean, nobody kind of really knew until just a few what hours before kickoff anyways. Mm-hmm. So um, for those of you who rode with Alexander Madison, I'm sorry. <laughs> there was not much we all could do. Yeah. Hopefully you got the word uh, soon enough to, to make the change and put Dalvin Cook in. Um, because boy, if you did, you're, you're happy about that. That's for sure. Oh yeah. 27 carries, 205 yards and two touchdowns for Dalvin Cook. And that's the whole thing about, you know, it's any sport, guys, whether it's hockey, whether it's NBA. Uh, Wilk attested this with the NBA is that you have guys up until tip-off for about 30 minutes for a tip-off that can be ruled out or ruled in based off of injuries or even, you know, health and safety protocols. So you got to make sure that your notifications are on um, for, you know, wherever you get your injury information from, whether it's Twitter or whether um I think this is a great time for us to plug the SGPN Slack channel where you need to get in there because guys are usually sharp about putting out that information in their respective uh, channels, whether it's NFL, NBA, or hockey. Uh, Well, anything else for this game, man? Um, God, Dalvin Cook and Najee. I think, Rod, we predicted this real well well, that it was going to be a ground game, but also kind of turned into, you know, guys throwing the – at least Kirk Cousins and Big Ben throwing the football around. But – yeah, high high scoring game. I think a little more points than I expected. But anything else, Will? Man, listen. Um, I'll tell you what. I think um any three of us could have had uh, over a hundred yards against <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh last night because there were some of the some of the biggest holes, man. I mean, yeah. You know, again, Dalvin Cook is top three in the league in my in my opinion, um, as far as like running back wise, but uh. <laughs> some of those holes he was running through. I mean, it was just like prime daylight. So to have 200 plus yards in a game is, uh, is you know, is, is very, very good. But again, I just think that it was more so on the uh, the, the lack of a uh, of good defense and good play by uh, by Pittsburgh out there that made that uh, possible for 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 Dalvin. But I was able to put you know sneak him in last minute, man, into one of my DFS plays. So there you go. You know, it was a, it was a, I, I could get a, buy a sandwich on Monday. You know, I could buy a sandwich. On Monday, so that's good. <laughs> There you go. Dalvin Cook got you some lunch money for uh, for Monday afternoon uh, over there in Harlem, New York, man. Uh, Rod, before we move on, anything else that we maybe need to touch on for at least for NFL Week 14 injury-wise? No, we're kind of talking offline that we were thinking about Javante Williams' pros, but um, Melvin Gordon was the one guy we were discussing. I think that the latest dude you found was that he is expected to play. Now, we don't know really what that means or what the snap count is going to be for a guy like uh, Melvin Gordon, but I think that between those two guys, I would probably, if you still have both of those guys on your roster, I think I would still start Williams 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I know that he's, he says he's optimistic he'll play on Sunday. Now, could this be a Dalvin Cook optimistic that he's playing on Sunday? Uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, that's one of those things where, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, or a Debo Samuel, uh, hopefully that he'll play on Sunday. Um, not necessarily sure even on that front. Elijah Mitchell looking like he's probably not going to play too. So um, if you're going to try to take any San Francisco props, be careful with those because there's still some injuries over there too. Is Debo Samuel back this week? I, I'm seeing that he is back. He's been on, he's been on the practice field. Um, okay. And so I, I have a feeling that he's going to play because, I mean, this is something that uh, I've been watching closely because I have Debo in a couple of my lineups. So I want to make sure he plays because if he plays, he's going to go off. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think he is trending toward playing. But again, <laughs> we've proven time and time again that it doesn't necessarily mean that they will or that they won't. Yeah, and I think that uh, one more, um, I think, COVID news was uh, both of the wide receivers for the Los Angeles Chargers had, uh, or uh, Keenan Allen had tested positive, and they also put uh, Mike Williams uh, as a close contact. But what I'm seeing right now is that uh, Mike Williams has been testing negative, so it looks like he's trending towards playing Sunday against the New York Giants. Um, and I think also, to, uh, Will, uh, the Giants fan, you are uh, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony were back at practice, I believe, yesterday. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys see anything on that, but I think those are some of the, the more uh, injury news and, and things that I'm looking at. Will, did you say anything about those two guys for the Giants? I didn't, but I'm going to tell you what, man. Um, Galladay, whether he's healthy or he, or he's out, I mean, it's just pretty much like a non-factor over there. Um, Kadarius Tony coming into the game, being in there, that does make a difference. Um, again, we just haven't figured out a way um, to use, utilize him correctly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that changes after we you know, we got rid of uh, uh, Jason Clapp a lot um, at the OC <laughs> position, so that's, uh, so that's good there. So hopefully, you know, um, Freddie Kitchens is able to go ahead and, and do something, kind of like when he did when uh, his first year out there in, uh, in Cleveland with uh, when he had uh, uh, Baker coming off his, you know, his rookie season there. So I'm, I'm hoping that we're able to do something here. Yeah, Galladay is still limited. He was limited today at practice. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what goes on, though, man, because we definitely need something. Uh, we definitely need something, man. It's, it's not looking good whatsoever. Hey, Jason clap a lot. <clears throat> I'm reading that he is the front runner for that head coaching job at Duke. So uh, we'll see a lot more clapping coming from that the sidelines uh, <laughs> out uh, on Saturdays now instead of Sundays. Uh, Ron, anything else, man, we probably need to keep an eye on. Uh, I mean, no, just, just, you know, again, keep a, a close eye on, on uh, the SGP and fantasy uh, Twitter. We'll yeah. keep you updated as it gets close to game time on uh, injuries. And, and just if you have any start sick questions, we'll, we'll answer those too as well on Sunday. Yeah. Make sure to follow the uh, fantasy football Twitter account on Twitter. Uh, those guys uh, do a fantastic job of getting back to you and putting out the latest information for fantasy football uh, start and sits and do a great job of responding. So make sure to follow that Twitter account. I'll, I'll have uh, Rod plug it at the end of the show as well. Guys, let's put a bow on the Thursday night game. Uh, let's take a quick break here, guys, and then we'll jump into our NFL Week 14 player props. College football championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. 
TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick today at T-I-C-K-P-K dot com slash SGP. That's TickPick.com slash SGP. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it up to 200%. If you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is an easy way to play daily fantasy. It's daily fantasy simplified. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Use promo code SGP and receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. It's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix has a ton of stats to choose from including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more. PrizePix allows mixed entries, so you can take the over on LeBron's points, combine it with the under on Patrick Mahomes, yardage, and the same entry. PrizePix offers every sport you can think of like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. PrizePix has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play Store. PrizePix is 4.8 star rated in the App Store with rave reviews. PrizePix can be made in entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy, guys. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. PrizePix.com promo code SGP. Check it out for yourself, guys. It's really fun to use. I use it on the daily for NBA and NFL. PrizePix.com promo code SGP for that 100% deposit match. Russell brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers use PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average PropSwapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. 
All right. Coming off of the break, I say this every single week. I cannot believe it's week 13. I cannot believe it's week 14. But here we are. Week 14. About what? Four or five weeks left here in the NFL season. Teams are starting to separate themselves uh, as far as contenders or pretenders. But we're here for the player props. Uh, Hopefully we have a great week of player props between myself, Rod, and Will. So we'll give you three player props each, like I said, and then we'll wrap it up with a best bet. So let's get this train rolling, guys. Rod, I'll give you the floor first, sir. Uh, let's go with your first player prop uh, for NFL Week 14. All right. I'm going to go to that Dallas-Washington matchup, which I think is going to be a better one than maybe most people are giving it credit for uh, on the surface. I know that everybody's really taking Dallas to kind of stomp Washington, but I think it's going to be competitive. But I also think that in that game, uh, Dak Prescott is going to end up having the most passing yards, not just in that game, but overall on the week. Uh, And it's coming in at plus 850. Yeah, I'm going to make that bold prediction. Uh, Dak Prescott, the most passing yards this week. Why? Because it is a favorable matchup there against the Washington football team. Uh, They are allowing the third most passing yards per game this season at 263 yards per game. And uh, they're allowing the fourth most passing yards per game at home at 279 yards. Um, So this is a a, a situation where I think Dak Prescott is going to do well. And what's more is that he's got Elliott and Pollard that are sort of both fighting through injuries right now. Mm -hmm. And Pollard may even miss this game. So if we're putting it all on Zeke's injured shoulders... I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to be able to try to put the game, uh, the ball up in the air. Because, Liz, Dak's got three lethal weapons right now, uh, Amari Cooper, Gallup, and C.D. Lamb, that are all feeling good now. They're all healthy. They're all in the field. And if any one of this, if this run game starts to get shut down, uh, Dak's going to be putting it up through the air quite a bit. So I could see him walking away with another 300-yard game like he's had in the past and, uh, and quite possibly uh, cement the most passing yards this week. And there's a great point that you brought up with uh, Tony Pollard because he did kind of say that he has a uh, foot injury that we're not sure that if he's going to be able to go on Sunday or not against the Washington football team. And again, we were, we saw last week, and I think we discussed this also, uh, Rod, when the Cowboys played Saints on the Thursday night football game, and we did a recap of it that Zeke just did not, he didn't look right. I mean, I know they've had 10 plus days off between that game. Um, but again, here, possibly I don't think Pollard will go because it seems like a significant foot injury, but how much are you, like you said, how much are you going to hand it off to Zeke, especially with this defense, uh, uh, the front seven of the uh, Washington football team that's been playing really well. So yeah, Dak uh, with having Amari Cooper back, uh, they got him back last week or the last game, but you know, I think he was still getting his feedback under him coming back from COVID. You know, we've talked about CD Lamb at volumes on this propcast, and then you also have guys like Michael Gallup um, and other, you know, Don Schultz and those other guys on the offensive side. So I don't hate that play, man, especially with this Washington second that's been pretty bad all season long. Any thoughts on that, Will, on Deck Prescott and the uh, Dallas Cowboys? Well, you know, I just uh, not too long ago, I saw McCarthy's uh, remarks over there. So I think that, uh, you know, with not only it being a divisional game here, um, it's also going to be something where he's going to have to back up some of his comments that he made. And again, to to Rod's point, both of those guys are injured. I do not think that Pollard is going to play. And even if he does, I mean, we saw with uh, Zeke Elliott, he was pretty much coming up limp last uh, last week as well. So I think both of those guys are not going to be 100 percent. So it's going to be more so on uh, on the receivers, you know, see. 
CD Lamb, uh, Gallup, and Cooper out there, um, for and and even maybe maybe Wilson. So it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a, it's yeah. gonna be a good one. Uh, Dak's gonna have to throw the ball around, and and I like Rod's uh, prediction there of uh, the the um, highest the most passing yards for the game. So I like the odds as well. So I'm gonna go ahead and check that and um, you know try to lock that in by uh, by day Z. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, definitely. When you have, I think this is the first time that they have all three receivers healthy. And we saw what they did in week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they were able to throw the ball around. And I think, I want to say in that game, Dak was close to 400 yards packing. I'll fact check that. But, um, well, let's go with your first player prop, man. What do you got? All right, so I'm going to go back to the well here. We got uh, Baker Mayfield um, pretty much. Uh, you know, they had a bye week last week, but the, pr- the game prior to that, the week prior to that, they did play the Ravens. Um, he did end up throwing for 247 yards. I think that it's going to be more the same where they're going to have to rely on the passing of Baker in order to get that win out there. They weren't able to do it um, a couple of weeks ago, but I think that this uh, week they do have a chance, especially with a lot of injuries um, for the Ravens. And they got him right now at 228 and a half mm-hmm. passing yards. So I'm going to go over that number. And, um, you know, the word out of Cleveland is that they're going to go ahead and let him air it out a little bit more. And I think that they do because he's a little, he is injured as well. So he's not going to be as mobile. Yeah. Um, as in the past, so he's going to have to rely on their on his arm more. So him passing for two forty seven a couple weeks ago, and the number right now being at two twenty eight and a half, I like that number. Yeah, if you take a look at what, like you just mentioned, that uh, he had two forty seven last game against the uh, Ravens, but prior to that, three forty three, and then his first three career games against the Ravens. Dating back to 2018, 342, 376, and 342. So well, almost about hundred yards more uh, per game in those first three career starts uh, against the Ravens. He faltered a little bit with 192 and 189 in those middle sandwich games. But um, you know, if if I think that if the Browns are gonna want to have a chance to win this game, it's gonna have to be on the arm of Baker Mayfield in. You know, a lot of times the attention does go to guys like, I mean, rightfully so to Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Um, for for the uh, Cleveland Browns offense, but if you kind of took a look at what the Ravens has have done throughout the season, their rush defense is number one right now in the uh, National Football League. They're only allowing opponents to run for eighty four point three yards per game. That's tied with Tampa, but it's been even better in their last three games. Seventy two point three yards they've only given up on the ground. So I like that. I, I like the the play that if. If the Browns are going to win this game, it's going to have to be on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield. And yeah, we've heard that he's been, had those injury concerns with, with you know all the different knickknack injuries that he's had. Because they're coming off the bye week now, so he's had some extended time to kind of rest up and, and be ready for this game against the Ravens. Rod, any thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Though I, you said it best, uh, I mean, that the fact that uh, the Ravens have a like more than stout. Uh, a rush defense. Uh, this is not going to be an easy game for Chubb uh, or Hunt in that matter. Well, maybe Hunt because Hunt catches more passes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I don't think this is going to get a lot done over the ground. And should Hunt catch passes, that only adds to Baker Mayfield's uh, total there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. If they're going to beat the Ravens, they're going to have to beat them with their quarterback and not their running backs this time. And look, Chubb didn't look all that good last week against them either. So, um, you know, he got held to what, what was it like 16 yards or something like that? So, mm-hmm. uh, 26 yards, maybe wasn't even, wasn't a lot, but I know that, yeah. uh, that they held him and kept him in check on nine carries. Uh, he's going to get a few more touches, I believe. But, um, again, I don't think we're going to see a, a lot out of this running game and it's just going to have to come from Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Nick Chubb uh, in that game against the uh, 
sorry, the Ravens, yeah, 16 yards on eight carries, uh, two receptions for 23 yards. I think if you find a prop on Nick Chubb receiving yards, that may be an alternate angle to go with it's uh, other than his rushing yards because over those last three weeks, he's at 23, 14, and 26, and I think that he's been priced really low uh, over the last couple of weeks here uh, for his receiving yards. So uh, definitely keep an eye out on that for sure uh, as well for this game. I'm currently seeing Do you want that, enough? Do you want the line? I got 10 and a half, right? 10 and a half. Yeah, Nick I kind of like that over. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, for my first player prop, guys, I'm going to go to that uh, Detroit Lions and Denver Broncos game. I'm going Teddy Bridgewater. Longest completion over 36 and a half uh, uh, passing yards there for his longest completion. But I'm back to fading this Lions defense uh, with the longest completion with Bridgewater this week. Last week against the Chiefs, he had one at 36 yards exactly did Bridgewater. But prior to last week, uh, he went over this number in three straight weeks at 42, 64 and 44. Lions uh, ranked number 29 in opponent yards per completion over the last three weeks. Um, and last week I had the longest reception with Justin Jefferson again, and he had two catches that went over this number. One catch went for 44 yards um, by Kirk Cousins. But I think this week, uh, Teddy Bridgewater against his defense, if uh, every almost, it seems like every quarterback has done this every single week against the Lions. So I don't think Teddy Bridgewater has no problems doing this um, against the Lions secondary uh, this week on Sunday. I'll throw a bonus play on this uh, also. It's kind of correlation. I think I like also like Jerry Judy's longest reception over 21 and a half yards. So um, if he can get one up to Jerry Judy or, you know, get Jerry Judy some open space, this guy has a speed to break one out. Uh, against his Lions defense. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater, longest completion over 36 and a half passing yards. And then also throw in a, a bonus kind of correlated prop with that is Jerry Judy, longest reception over 21 and a half uh, receiving yards on that one. Rod, thoughts on that? Uh, you already answered my question is who you thought, uh, who you think was going to catch that pass. But uh, yeah, okay, Jerry Judy, I can take that. Um, Cause he's due, right? I mean, this is the guy yeah. that everybody wanted to be the guy going in and then Sutton kind of slowly started taking over with Judy's injuries and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can definitely see that these lines are atrocious. I mean, they're, they're definitely not uh, any good. Can't stop anybody. And uh, look, I could see that thing cashing within the first couple of drives, to be honest with you. I- I'm sure they're going to want to take some shots against this Lions defense, knock them around some, you know, knock their will out from underneath them. Uh, no offense, Will. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I think they're going to do this. I think you're going to take a shot early. And, and if it's Jerry Judy, all the better for, uh, for us. Yeah, Jerry Judy over the past couple weeks here, I'm trying to pull up his game log here. I know, and I went and looked at his game log earlier uh, when I were handicapping or I was picking these player props. And over the last couple of weeks here, he's had long receptions of, or last week, 36. And then he had one earlier of 25 against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and then the first week against the Giants, he had 20. So I think that he should be able to get over this number against this line secondary. So I think it might be a long, long day to try to contain these receivers of the uh, Broncos with Sutton, like you mentioned, Rod and Jerry Judy. Thoughts on this one, Will? Yeah, I like that, man. I like that a lot. Um, although I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, for, for the line to come out for, for Javante Williams. Um, I know yeah. that we've been, uh, you know, pretty much uh, looking at to see what happens with Melvin Gordon here. But 
you know, last uh, game he had uh, a combined 150 yards, right, rushing and receiving. So I think that uh, now, again, I, I, me personally, for selfish reasons, I wish he would have been starting uh, from since day one, since uh, yeah. week one in the NFL, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, but I think that he uh, he definitely is, you know, is going to be a starter for this team for for many years to come. And I, I'm I'm waiting for that line to come because I do think that uh, probably it could be, you know, I like the Judy play, but I think that uh, Javante Williams could be a play in this one as well. Yeah, and I'm currently seeing that um, they asked Vic Fangio about Melvin Gordon this week and his status. And uh, like Rod, Rod alluded to earlier, that he believes that uh, Melvin Gordon should be able to go in this game. But now <clears throat> finding out how effective he's going to be, that's gonna what's going to remain the question. So I think uh, if your book offers live player props, uh, especially um, for this particular game, not sure how many snap counts or what the targets are going to be for Melvin Gordon, but I think this might be a live play for you if your book offers live player props. I think, guys, this is a good time to mention, uh, since we're on the subject of the Denver Broncos, the passing of Demaryius Thomas. Uh, the news came down last night, and just just so unfortunate, man. 33 years young. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get into the specifics of how he passed away, but, you know, this guy was – one of the best receivers uh, for in Denver Broncos uh, when Peyton Manning was there as a quarterback. And even, you know, the one iconic play that we always remember with Demaryius Thomas was that overtime touchdown pass from Tim Tebow, which was absolutely, uh, it, it was crazy. I, I still remember it vividly with Demaryius Thomas. So, you know, throwing up the thoughts and prayers um, for families and friends of Demaryius Thomas with the sudden passing of him. Uh, guys, any memories of Demaryius Thomas? Rod, I'll start with you. I mean, if we're going to go fantasy memories, I definitely won a fantasy championship with him one year yeah. uh, on my on my roster. So very, you know, when when you cheer for your the players on your team, you remember uh, how awesome they did for you in that season, and that's that was what Demarius Thomas was week in and week yeah. out. Somebody that I cheered for, and you know, he didn't make me he didn't make me hate it uh, like some players do. Uh, that I had to cheer for them. He was actually a great guy on and off the field. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I definitely enjoyed watching him play. It's sad to see him him pass. And uh, unfortunately, we're we're now now we're old enough to where we can start seeing that stuff happen more and more. And unfortunately, yeah. it just it's a thing. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head uh, there, Rod. That a great, as great as a player he was on the field, I think all the stuff that he did off the field, um, you know, for his community and and family and friends, I think uh, that's something that we're going to remember Demarius Thomas more for. So, uh, Wilt, uh, any thoughts or memories about Demarius Thomas, man? Yeah, man, same thing. Just to um, piggyback off of uh, what Rod said, I mean, I, I definitely made sure to cop him uh, or to on my fantasy team a couple of times, um, and he always came through. You know, and not only that, but when he was in college, man, I mean, when you look at the receivers at Georgia Tech, those are the top two that come out, right? You think, yeah. First of all, it's coming uh, Calvin Johnson, and then it's going to be right there behind him. But uh, I do remember that play, man. I, I uh that that overtime play killed me, man. That overtime play killed me because I definitely had Pittsburgh, man. And I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be the end right here when they went into overtime. And that was pretty much like the greatest play that Tim Tebow had in um, his professional career. But yeah, man, it, it's sad to see, um, you know, again, not, not not getting into how it happened, but uh, to, to see somebody that young and, and that good of a person off the field, especially, yeah. you know, and just uh, pretty much respected. And you saw um, the big impact that that had because you had the guys in the NFL pretty much um, just of last, even last night, and then also this morning, you know, just pretty much selling out their condolences and sharing some of the good memories that they had with him and such a good guy that he was um, on and off the field. So I'm um, sad to see and, um, and prayers out to his, uh, his family and friends. 
Yeah, as much as we like to talk about, you know, all these player props and fantasy things that we forget at the end of the day, these guys are still human beings off the field. And I think Demarius Thomas off the field, I mean, had such an impact on not only young children and and all the community work that he did. But yeah, surely uh, I'm sure the Denver Broncos organization and all the family and friends are surely going to miss Demarius Thomas. So rest in peace, Demarius Thomas, man, one of one of the great guys uh, in the National Football League. Uh, Rod, let's go over to player prop number two for you sir uh what do you got let's move over to atlanta where uh i've got cordero patterson over 14 and a half rushing attempts um they've just been using him on the ground it's it's just every week you can count on cordero to get a lot of touches uh especially on the ground the last couple of of weeks he had 16 carries 13 carries in the last two games so again he's trending even with mike davis in he's still the guy that they're giving the ball to so you don't have to worry about Mike Davis stealing touches or anything like that because apparently they just they love them some Cordero Patterson. We talked about this too on the show, Munaf, that uh, yeah. Cordero Patterson is is the man over there yeah. in Atlanta, and I think he's going to continue to be that way. Um, and then you look at what the Panthers have given up on the ground over the last four weeks. Actually, um, they've given up exactly. This is a weird stat. They've given up exactly thirty three carries in three of the last four games. Not just a one run running back. That'd be nuts. But at least to the entire running back core. But if you think about it, if there's only really two backs that are getting the load in Atlanta anyways, Cordero mm-hmm. and Mike, um, you know, you got to figure that, that Cordero is at least in line for 16, if not 17 uh, carries in this game, uh, because I don't think that they're going to lose. I think they're going to win this game. I, I have them in my survivor pool pick this week. Um, but, and I think they're going to be able to, to hand the ball off some more. And I think that'll be Cordero, uh, especially early and late when they try to salt the game away. Yeah, I will be the first to admit that I was completely wrong about Cordero Patterson last week because they were going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I thought that they would get involved in the passing game more, but it was more so in the rushing game where he, like you mentioned, Rod, he had 13 rush attempts and uh, accumulated a 78-yard, six yards per carry there for him and a long of 39 in that game. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, they we talked about this last week, Rod, like you mentioned, that they found a a great way to utilize Cordero Patterson. And I think that we're starting to see the San Francisco 49ers do the same thing with Debo Samuel, where they're using him out of the backfield as well, like they are with Patterson in Atlanta and also in the passing game. And I think that for the 49ers, thankfully that Samuel's going to be back this week, I believe, against that Bengals team on a road game. But for Patterson, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he's found – a a a way or, or to utilize his skill set in Atlanta uh, because he had been you know kind of bouncing around from team to team kind of fi- trying to find that role for himself. But yeah, for all the reasons that you mentioned with the Panthers' rush defense and and the attempts that teams are having against him, I think that he should be able to get over this number, especially at that plus plus money or close to even money for uh, his rush attempts. Thoughts on that, Will? For uh, Cordero Patterson, man. Yeah, I know uh, Rod and I talked about this before, man, when I was on the uh, Fantasy Football Podcast, but uh, finally, right, finally you have a team that's able to utilize his strengths and I'm able to put him in the best situation um, for him to be successful. So, um, you know, kudos to Atlanta. Obviously, it doesn't reflect too much in their in their record, in their overall record, but um, they have something there with, uh, you know, he's a, he's a somebody that's uh, – Again, Mike Davis is not going to take any any carries away from him. I mean, he's your best option, not only in the uh, in the running back position, but also in the in the receiver position now. With uh, you know Ridley being out now um, and not coming back for the rest of the year, so yeah. um, good 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 person to have on the offensive side there. And I, and, I, and every listen every single problem on Cordero Patterson, you can't go wrong with. You can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you're right, man. Especially over the last two weeks, there's a Jacksonville. I mean, who's not getting yards against Jacksonville? Even last week against uh, Tampa Bay, he had 96 total yards. So against that rush defense, I think that you got to really give a pat on the back to Cordero Patterson. Well, let's get to your next one, man. What do you got? All right, so I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm locked in on the game here that has the highest total for the for week 14, and that's going to be Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Um, okay. That total is set at 54. I think this is going to be a shootout, guys. I mean, you're, you're looking at Tampa Bay being the first uh, team in, in points scored, and then you got Buffalo as a second um, – uh, I'm sorry, as a, as a fifth overall team with the points scored in the league in here. So I'm going to go with Tom Brady over 308 and a half passing yards. Um, I think both these quarterbacks are going to um, – you know, go well over 300 yards passing. Uh, it's not going to be anything desirable as, as running for, for either team. And I think a lot of points are going to be put up. So um, Tom Brady, you know, as, as you know, could always uh, put a point and will utilize his weapons out there with Evans, uh, Godwin, um, these, and the other players as well coming out the backfield in, in Fournette. So I like uh, Tom Brady, 308 and a half passing yards. I was watching this game last week between the Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I think I can swear that I think Tom Brady had 17 pass attempts in that first quarter. And they are just coming out and slinging the football around with Tom Brady with no regards of how old this guy is. I mean, he's looked like if you watch Tom Brady play this season, he looks like he's uh, like 21 years old. And it seems like that every single year that he continues to be in this uh, in the National Football League, he looks like he can play up until 50, looking like he's still 21 years old out there. But I'm not going to argue against a Tom Brady. Brady under or sorry over passing yards because you know if you watch and if you go through the game log of Tom Brady um they're getting this guy to throw the ball around and he's got he last week against the Falcons 368 passing yards against the Giants 307 yards you know against the Saints 375 so you know it's not like he hasn't had games this season where he's gotten over this number he had what two games this season three games yeah two games a season where he's gone over 400 passing yards and the attempts are there as well for the um uh, for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Thoughts on that, Rod? This is Tom Brady's IDGAF uh, season. He's just laying it all out <laughs> there and throwing throwing caution to the wind, man. And and look, you look at his past uh, attempts over the last several weeks, 34 against Washington, 46 yeah. against the Giants, 34 against the Colts, and 51 against Atlanta. You know, even before the bye, 40, 36, 40. I mean, the guy is throwing the ball. So, yeah. uh, and the yards have definitely followed. Uh, and really, the, the only few games that he hasn't even hit the 300 mark was against the Patriots, and that was a weird, wacky game. Uh, against the Eagles, which again, uh, Chicago's tougher defense than most people give them credit for. And then against the Colts, which, you know, the, they, I don't think they really need to do much against the Colts. Uh, it was a, it was a very close game and it was a hard fought game anyway. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, Buffalo has been suspect and I think for Brady to get over 310 yards, even this game is not out of the question. Uh, in fact, I think they're going to want to showcase Tom Brady in this game because they want to prove that Tampa is not fake and that Tampa is going to actually be uh, the NFC team to, of contention. And, and to do that, they got to take on the AFC team of, of contention. Right. And so this is another showcase Tom Brady type of a game Fournette will probably get his, I mean, that's yeah. fine. They've, they've been giving Fournette his, um, but yeah, I think this is always a Tom Brady season and any game where you can take him over 300, you've cashed more often than not. Yeah, if you kind of just look at what Tom Brady's past attempts have been over over the last couple of years. I know we have the extra game this year, the 17th game, but this season he's already at 508 attempts. Last season, uh, with the in his first year with the Bucks, 610. Prior to that, 613 in his last year uh, with the Patriots. And this season, 
with still five games to go, he's already at 508 attempts. So the pass attempts are there and definitely the yardage will be there for sure this Sunday. And I agree with Will that I think this game is going to be a very high scoring game uh, between these two offenses. So definitely look out um, for uh, for some points being scored in this game. Um, for my next player prop, I'm going to stay in that same game as you, uh, Will. I'm going to go Stefan Diggs. Over 81 and a half receiving yards. And I think this is a game where the Bills offense could get back to looking like uh, what we're used to seeing from Josh Allen and company. I think, you know, there is going to be a chip on the shoulder of the entire Bills team after what happened on Monday Night Football against the Patriots. I'm sure you guys caught the uh, question that was asked uh, by one of the reporters uh, to the the Bills uh, defensive guys there that were sitting. Uh, I think it was Tredavious. No, no, sorry, I'm sorry. It was uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Poyer and who's the other? Uh, Mike, uh, Micah Hyde was the two guys that were sitting there. And, and the question that was asked was, was this an embarrassing uh, performance? And I think those guys took exception to that question. Um, but, you know, I think this is a matchup where uh, Dix can take advantage of the Bucks secondary, right? He leads the team in targets, yardage, and receptions. Um, there's still a couple of injuries uh, in the secondary for the Bucks. A couple of guys left uh, their last game with injuries. We're not sure if he's going to, they're going to be able to go or not, but Diggs is averaging 89.3 receiving yards per game this season on the road. And like I said, I just love the matchups that Diggs has this week against this uh, Bucks secondary. So I, I expect you no know, Josh Allen to also come out and throw the ball around like Tom Brady and also like Dak Prescott. So I think those three guys uh, this week for sure will have uh, the highest yardage uh, in the entire league this week. So Stephon Diggs over 81 and a half receiving yards. Uh, any thoughts on that, uh, Rod? Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going to expect this game to be as high scoring and high flying as it is, um, you got to figure that Stefan Diggs is going to factor into that heavily. So, yeah. um, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the question for have him to have even over 100 yard game this this week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that prop should cash quite easily and maybe even within like the first couple of quarters, too, because you got to figure that this is going to be a track meet early. And, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs has proven that he's one of the fastest. In fact, I was looking at uh, I was going to try to, to to maybe factor in a fastest player of the week bet. Uh, but you know, just, just for the heck of it. And Stefan Diggs was in there too. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll take Stefan Diggs, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I could definitely see that prop cashing. Yeah. I think that, uh, this, uh, Bill's office itching to like come out and just sling the ball around after like last week, uh, in the, in the weather conditions that they had over there in Buffalo. So it'll be interesting to see if that, uh, comes to fruition. Will, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, again, um, I, I definitely like the over in this game. So, uh, you know, to Rod's point, if it's if it's going to get that high, you have to have Diggs involved. And um, I could definitely see him going over 80, 85-plus uh, reception yards there. So, um, yeah, he's going to be a big factor in this game, especially if they're going to have a chance to come out on top over the uh, the Buccaneers this, uh, this weekend. Yeah, I completely agree, man. So hopefully I, I, this will be a game that will be on the screen for sure uh, this uh, coming Sunday. So uh, stay tuned for that game. Should be a shootout. Guys, let's take one final break here. We'll come back. We'll get into our last set of player props here. And then we'll wrap it up with final thoughts and best bets. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's really fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is that they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. 
plus they have some added a really really cool bonus guys if you can get your entire league to join better fantasy they'll give the league a 150 dollars gift card to get a sick ass trophy from trophysmack.com the app is totally free to play download the app today for iphone and android check them out today at betterfantasy.com sgpn that's b-e-t-t-o-r fantasy.com sgpn since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io SGPN. That's SoBet.io SGPN today to join the revolution. And guys, make sure to check out pricepicks.com. It is really, really fun website and it's really great for betting on your favorite uh, players, their stat projections to go over or under. Make sure to go to pricepicks.com, get signed up today, and make sure to get that 100% deposit bonus by only using the promo code SGP. You're not going to get that 100% deposit bonus without using that promo code SGP. I highly recommend it to all my friends and listeners who have contacted me about this. Go to prizepigs.com and use that promo code SGP. And finally, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, one player prop each left for us. Rod, let's finish out strong, man. What do you got? Just just of note, Stefan Diggs plus 3,000 is the fastest offensive ball carrier just, just so you know, just, just want to sprinkle there. some sort of money out there. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, right. Last bet for me, Alvin Kamara, over 105 rushing and receiving yards uh, coming in at minus 115 on the books. But Kamara's back and against the Jets. Um, and you're only asking him to get 50, about 50 yards on either side of the ball. You got to think that Taysom is going to love the fact that his uh, main guy is going to be back on the field. And I mean, we're in for the Camaro show uh, all up and down the field. So uh, yeah, I have a feeling that this is, this is going to be one where you can crack cash safely uh, well, well early, and then just sit back and live bet some other stuff while you're at it. Uh, I have been waiting for Alvin Kamara to be back because he is on two out of my three fantasy teams this year. So welcome back. Uh, Alvin Kamara this week against the Jets. And I like that Rod's on his player props to go over. So hopefully he'll get over these rushing yards and receiving yards combined of 100 and a half, oh, sorry, 105 and a half. And throw in a couple of touchdowns for me also, Kamara. I can really use this week. Uh, Will, thoughts on uh, Kamara coming back this week? Man, again, uh, coming back, 
hasn't uh, hasn't played a couple of uh, games, so he's uh, he's definitely wet, well rested. And I mean, what better matchup against the Jets, right? Um, so this is gonna, I think, this is gonna be a good coming out party for him. Um, they're gonna definitely need him, um, you know, to get the win out here. Uh, you know, regardless of who's starting at, at quarterback for uh, for the Saints there. But uh, yeah, I, I like the Kamara play as well. So um, yeah, I wrote that down because I may have to put that in a nice little parlay as well, man. I may have to tell that Rod. So that's that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, Kamara should be uh back this week. We know for sure. So if he has a big week for the Saints, um, desperately in need of a win to stay in in any type of playoff hunt if they uh want to have a chance to get into the playoffs in the NFC. Uh well, let's go to your uh, last one, man. What do you got? Man, last one that I got over here, we're going to go with uh, Hunter Renfro, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I have seen some news. uh, Waller didn't practice today, so I think he's still questionable, which is going to be, you know, obviously um, good for Hunter Renfro because he's obviously the number one option. He's been having um, well over 100 uh, receiving yards in the last couple of games because he's uh, been out there. So I think that, uh, you know, uh, the first game that they played, he only had, I mean, he did have seven receptions, but only for for 46 yards, but I like Hunter Renfro to go over 66 and a half receiving yards in this game. Um, they are playing in, in Kansas City, but again, with Waller being out or questionable, even if he does come back, I just think that he's not going to be at full strength and they're going to need Hunter Renfro to be um, pretty much like the main guy um, in order to get this win out there in Kansas City. Yeah, it doesn't look promising for um... – Darren Waller to play this week as, as far as what I read today, maybe Rod has a better idea, but yeah, Hunter Renfro has been a guy that I've gotten, got, gotten behind all throughout the season as, as far as also his uh, re- uh, receptions um, for this uh, Raiders team and David Derek Carr, because I feel like Hunter Renfro's those, those guys that we talk about on teams that are kind of those security blankets on third downs. Uh, I think Hunter, Hunter Renfro is that guy for the, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. And look over the last couple of weeks here, man, He's been in 100 or more yards receiving, 134 um, against the Dallas uh, game on Thanksgiving Day, and then he had 102 last week against the Washington football team. Uh, Ten targets almost in each of those games, eight receptions, nine receptions, so he's trending in the right direction. For this player prop's sake, I don't think Darren Waller is going to go, but Rod, any news on that and thoughts on Hunter Redfro this week? Yeah, it's not looking like Darren. Well, I mean, I have him on a couple of my teams and Uh I'm going to have to start making adjustments because I'm starting to think he's not going to go, which is, I mean, I guess, okay, because I've already I've already been doing without him for the last couple of weeks. It hurts. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Hunter Renfro obviously is a threat and it only takes one. We always say this, it always takes one or two good plays, uh, as, as is evident by our, uh, KJ Osborne (laughs) call last week. Uh, it just, it just takes one. So, and then really now look, the only thing that's going to be a little bit tough is the fact that, uh, you know, they are playing the chiefs and, and as of late, they haven't been, uh, all that giving to receivers. Uh, but he did have in this last game, seven catches for 46 yards. Um, and that was the game where, you know, um, the Waller wasn't even a factor as well. So yeah. uh, all it takes is a couple more. And the Chiefs have, have definitely uh, been a, a team that the Raiders can play tough and will play tough. And so I think Renfro is going to factor into that as well. Yeah, Hunter Renfro, definitely a guy that eats up those receptions uh, for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders offense. Uh, Let's get to my last one here, guys. I am going to go to that game uh, that we'll have discussed with Baker Mayfield and the uh, Ravens game between the Browns and I'm sorry, between the Browns and the uh, Ravens. I'm going to Devontae Freeman. I'm going to go over 48 and a half rushing yards 
for Freeman uh, this week. Look, Freeman seems to have found something since signing with the Ravens. I think this is a big division game this week against the Browns. The Browns over the last three weeks have allowed an average of 166 rushing yards per game. And I think there's going to be a heavy emphasis on the running game this week for the Ravens. Freeman has 49 or more rushing yards in three straight games, including four out of the last five games, which includes one against the Browns where he had 52. Um, I still see, I think that we'll see a similar type of performance um, from uh, Devontae Freeman this week. My buy price is up to 51 and a half here, but anything under 50 rushing yards, I will take the over on that. So give me Devontae Freeman over 48 and a half rushing yards uh, against the Browns this Sunday. Thoughts on that one, Rod? Uh, well, I have Devonta Freeman in a league where I'm trying to get into the playoffs. So give me that all day long. I will take the, I will take the over on that, uh, please. And not just to cash your prop, but for me to get in there. Um, and I think it's entirely possible. I mean, again, yeah. like you said earlier, uh, for whatever reason, Freeman is all of a sudden thriving uh, yeah. again. I mean, he's not like busting out 200 yard games, but he's doing exactly what he needs to do in that offense to be productive. And, uh, it's, it's turned into fantasy points for us, fantasy managers who have him and uh somebody that we got off the waiver wire is actually becoming uh, a very valuable asset to us down the stretch um and and one more good game like i said from him could get me into the actual playoffs in this one league so um you know you can't you can't knock that production and, and i think he's in for it again this week yeah especially that that 166 uh, rushing yards over the last three weeks for the browns is it's uh, very uh, eye-popping there. So hopefully uh, <clears throat> Freeman and Jackson are able to, more so Freeman is able to take advantage of that number against the Browns. Uh, thoughts on that one, Will? Hey, listen, behind the behind Lamar Jackson, Freeman is the best, uh, the second best runner on that yeah. team there. So uh, I, I do definitely like that uh, that prop. I mean, the last game he did have 14 attempts, uh, 52 yards and one touchdown. So I think it's going to be more of the same for, for for those guys out there, and um, they're going to pretty much uh, try to keep uh, keep a hold on Lam- on Lamar and, and make him pass the ball. But in, in times where they do have to run, I think that Lamar may may take a step back and pretty much hand it off over to Freeman. So uh, definitely do like that uh like that prop there yeah so that will bring us to the end of our player props we just gave out three props each as usual we are going to wrap it up with a best bet for the nfl week 14 player props and then we'll end it here with some final thoughts for nfl week 14 uh well i'll start with you man what's your best bet for nfl week 14 for your player prop Going to the possible highest scoring game of the week here, going back to Tom Brady over 308 and a half passing yards out there when they play a Buffalo and it's going to be in Tampa. So there's not going to be any, any bad weather um, yeah. there. And it's going to be pretty much uh, just a back and forth game, I think. And, and I think a Buffalo's going to like this too, you know, after that, that uh, the last game that they had in uh, with, uh, with New England um, out in Buffalo. And it was pretty much, uh, you know, every, every single under, prop hit pretty much on that game. Yeah. So I think that uh, Josh Allen's going to, you know, be, be pretty uh, in uh, in a situation where he's going to go ahead and toss the ball around, which is going to force Tampa Bay to pretty much uh, um, hold serve and, and and keep up with that pace. And uh, Tom Brady's going to get it done. Yeah, this is a good correlation that the Buffalo Bills offense, or sorry, their uh, rush defense is only allowing 88.3 yards um, on the ground in the road games this season. So that thing that's going to force Tom Brady to throw the football here a little bit uh, in an expected shootout against the Buffalo bills on Sunday rod uh, best bet for this week, sir. 
I'm going to go ahead with my Alvin Kamara, over 105 and a half uh, rushing and receiving yards. Look, you're letting the bull out of the gate. I mean, the guy's been pent up for a, a good long while, uh, and you're about to turn him loose on a just defense that has absolutely been traumatized by running backs over the last few weeks. And, um, you know, you're telling him to go ahead and, and go off, uh, which I think is definitely something that the, the Saints need. Uh, they need to take the pressure off of a quarterback that threw four interceptions uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, yeah, I mean, there, I don't know that there's much more of a case that you need to make uh, for Camara, especially since the Eagles ran for what, 174 against him. Dolphins ran for 111, Colts ran for 246. It's, it's a pretty good matchup for a, a running back to, to be able to hit an over. Yeah, Jets are number 29 in the league so far this year, um, averaging 133.4 yards given up to opponents. And over their last three weeks, they've given up 132. Uh, last week, uh, 185 uh, to their opponent. So uh, Alvin Kamara, good jujus uh, from you, Rod, there, because I do have, like I mentioned, Kamara in two of three of my fantasy uh, teams. Uh, for my best bet, I am going to go with the first one that I gave out, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Longest completion over 36 and a half yards. Um, I'm again fading this Lions defense who's just prone to giving up the long ball or, or big passes down the field against um, um, you know opposing quarterbacks. And, I, and like I said, you know, over the last three weeks, Teddy Bridgewater has done this where he's given up four or sorry, he's thrown for 42, 64, and 44. And you know, I think it should be an easy pickings against this Lions defense, which ranks number 29 uh in opponents yards per completion over the last three weeks. So um and again that bonus one in there with Jerry Judy longest reception over 21 and a half yards. So that will be my best bet for the player props for this Sunday. So gentlemen, hopefully we go nine and oh this week. Uh if not at least we hit our best bets um this week and and we maybe we can make our listeners a little bit richer and have a little bit of a fatter bankroll by the time sunday comes to an end um final thoughts for this sunday rod i'll give you the floor here search and let the know or let the people know where they can find you man I'm looking forward to uh, this weekend. Again, this is one of those situations where in fantasy football, especially uh, it, it's time to uh, hopefully get yourself into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, I will also enjoy this weekend a little bit more because I will not have to stress my Scott Fishbowl uh, lineup. I got a points by, uh, so I, I'm actually just relaxing. I didn't care that Kirk Cousins uh, had a, a meltdown in the third quarter because he was not my quarterback last week. So uh, this week rather. So yeah, anyways, you can find all of our work. Uh, of course, uh, on the SGPN website, the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, always, always listen to the fantasy football podcast from the SGPN. Find it wherever you find all your favorite podcasts. And of course, this one will going to join us on Thursday for that one too. So a uh, little teaser on what's going on next week. And, and then of course, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez, And of course, follow the SGPN fantasy Twitter. It's SGPN fantasy. Uh, Sunday, we're going to answer some start sick questions. So if you uh, have an itchy trigger finger, need to get your lineup set, um, by all means, shoot us a question. We'll answer it back and uh, we'll keep you posted on all of the uh, injuries and, and reports leading up to kickoff. So uh, a lot of good stuff. The SGPN is, is kicking out for you and uh, I'm happy to do it. So there we go. Yeah. Make sure to follow those guys. Uh, and tweet your questions over to the Fantasy Football Podcast on Twitter uh, at SGPN Fantasy, you said, Rod? That is correct. Yeah, so make sure to fire your questions to those guys. They will do everything they can to get you the right answer and fill in the spots on guys that may be out 
or maybe late scratches on Sunday. So uh, make sure to follow them over there. Well, um, keeping you busy today, man. We did the NBA player props this morning. Now we're doing NFL for Sunday. So thank you so much for joining me, man. Let the people know what you're working on, where they can find you, bro. Man, appreciate it, man. Yeah, definitely looking forward to the, the this week's uh, games here. Um, you guys can find me on uh, on Twitter at biasopinions underscore. Like Rod said, I'll be uh, I'll be an, a guest next Thursday on the on the fantasy football pod. So looking forward to that, man. Looking forward to winning some of my uh, my leagues uh, upcoming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, again, heading into the playoffs, and you guys could also find my work on uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, doing some stuff for football, fantasy, as well as the uh, NBA over here with my man Moon Off, man. So definitely uh, check me out and guys i hope out by the end of the uh, sunday night a little bit more more cash a little bit more green in your sportsbooks account yeah hopefully we can uh, have a pop- profitable uh player props uh week we'll check back in on those prayer player props uh on sunday evening and see how we did so with that being said guys gentlemen thank you so much for joining me this week on the prop cast for the nfl uh week 14 games like i said hopefully we have a profitable week not only for ourselves but also our listeners guys thank you so much for listening to us make sure to subscribe to the prop cast on your respective uh uh prop cast feeds whether it's apple podcast or on google uh, make sure to leave us a rating and a review uh you can follow me on twitter at sports nerd 824 uh, always happy to answer any questions that are tweeted at me or slide into my DMs. Always happy to help you guys. Good luck with your bets this weekend, guys, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball, hockey, whatever the case might be. Uh, let's break the books off till then. Let it ride. <laughs>